Everybody has a different idea of what retirement looks like. On today's show, Ben and I discuss several popular retirement lifestyles. Will one of these work for you? Stick around and find out. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Welcome into My Retirement Clarity. I am Ben George. He's Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor at JL Perkins Wealth Management. Got a great show for you today. Lee, before we get into it, though, I'm pretty excited about what's coming up on the podcast. Uh, got a little, not, not any changes, but maybe some additions to the show. Yeah, we've kind of teased this a little bit in the last couple of shows, but I'm, I'm excited because in the next probably two or three shows that, that are posted, I'm going to do an episode where I'm really interviewing a, a client of mine. They've been a client for probably about 10 years, but this couple, their names Larry and Susan Johnson, we'll, we'll go through the process and interview them and tell their story. These folks are living retirement like nobody else that I know, and it's not <laughs> because they're ultra wealthy, but these folks go and they travel and they have a blast. And so it's going to be a lot of fun to just sit and interview them and talk about how they are making the most of, of retirement. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, it's always great to hear from somebody that's living that lifestyle. And a lot of people that they want to travel a lot. I mean, that's not for everybody, but there are a good number of people that want to travel a lot and be active during retirement. So it'll be great to hear from somebody that's actually doing it, some of their challenges, I guess, and plus also some of the things that work for them. Yeah. I, and I told them as we're prepping for this, it this this podcast is going to be almost like every conversation that I have with them because 90% of what we talk about is where they've been and the differences in the food and the culture and all that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Very good. Well, remember too, you can find us online, myretirementclarity.com. And also while you're there, keep an eye out because you got a couple of webinars coming up soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we got a lot going on here the first quarter of the year, and we're thinking that we'll have these ready to do probably in February. And then we, we may do some other ones on top of that. But the first one we're going to do, we've written a book called Leaving the Lizard that is specifically geared for GEICO employees. And so we're going to do a, a, a webinar designed for GEICO folks who are close to retiring or almost, you know, kind of in that decision where can I actually pull the trigger and retire? So it's going to be a, a really good thing for, for GEICO employees. And then the second one we will do is still going to be around the theme of taxes. And, and that is always something that is sort of near and dear to my heart because nobody likes paying taxes. And so we will we will go, uh, that's probably going to be end of February. And so anybody who's listening to the podcast, obviously, you can get more information, go to the website, we'll post those dates of when those will be. So it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, a lot of good information as well. Again, myretirementclarity.com is the website where you can find those, plus everything else that Lee has available for you, resources, interviews, podcasts, you can schedule a meeting there, but you can also go directly to talkwithlee.com. That's the other place to just go ahead and schedule a meeting with Lisa down and, and start that planning process because it's uh, it's one that's very important and a great time beginning of the year. Start fresh, you know, get off to a good start here in the new year. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about our conversation today. It kind of ties into what you're talking about with the upcoming episode with clients. It's about your retirement lifestyle. 
And, you know, have you really thought about what that was, that's going to look like? Is there anything specific you want to be doing in retirement? Because there are a lot of different types of ways that you can live out that next chapter of your life. And we'll go through a number of those on this episode. But before even start, Lee, what, what are your plans for retirement? I know we've talked about, you know, the, the river house and, and whatnot, but do you have anything else in mind with retirement and type of lifestyle you want to live? You know, my wife and I begin to have these kind of thoughts, you know, as we get older. I'm 50. By the time this podcast posts, I'll be 51. And well, my wife birthday. is not. Yeah, thank you. She is not, um, she's not 50 yet. She will tell you she's two years younger than me. So <laughs> uh, we, we'll, we'll do something at some point for her 50th birthday. But anyway, um, you know, people ask me, you know, what, what are you going to do when you retire? Or are you going to go some, you know, live somewhere else? Man, I, I'm a homebody. I mean, this, this is, where I grew up, I can't ever see myself moving away. The line of business that I do, obviously, as a financial planner, I can do this from anywhere. So I could see myself, we'll always live here. Of course, we're building a house on, on the river here in Macon, and this will be our forever home. But I could see, our, you know, see myself going and traveling, doing, doing some things. You know, they, they say, as you get older, you become more of a mountain person. Right now, I, I'm a beach person. I, I do enjoy sitting on the beach, but they say, as you get older, uh, you don't really like that heat, so we will we will see how that see how that transitions. But you know, as we've talked maybe in the last couple of episodes, kind of gotten into a pickleball. So I'd like like to maybe do some more of that in retirement because that has been a a lot of fun. So yeah, no plans right now, but we'll see how that kind of transitions over the next fifteen years or so. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's no matter what lifestyle you pick, there's going to be some financial things to consider if you want to make sure you live that lifestyle the way you want to. So we're going to go through, we got seven different types of lifestyles. We'll kind of explain them to you and then uh, give you the financial considerations you need to have if this is what you're thinking. So let's start off with one. Um, I don't know if you see it a lot, you know, for people living in Macon, this, you know, this maybe applies to people that are in different portions of the country, different regions of the country. But a lot of times there's a two-house solution, and maybe there is for you guys, the mountain homes. I know North Georgia's got some beautiful mountain homes, but people that have the two-house solution where they want to live maybe a portion of the year in one home and then the rest of the year in another, you know, what do the people need to be thinking about or know about when they want to split their time like this? Yeah. So f- th- this is becoming more popular. I'm starting to hear more people talk about it, not necessarily living half the year in one place, half the year in another, but I do have some clients who are uh, who have purchased second homes, uh, specifically a lot of folks in the mountains, you know, that they like doing that, but nobody has made the decision to live in the mountains half the year there and then half the year here. I think that is more common for people that are up north if they want to come down here to get away from the, the cold. More what we see here is people buy a house and just use it as a, a vacation place and they'll go, you know, for long weekends or maybe go, um, you know, a couple of weeks at a time. So that's more what we're seeing. Now, as far as, you know, kind of the considerations, anytime you have a place that you don't live at full time, you got to take into consideration who is going to, to look out for the place. You know, how do you, how do you make sure a, the freezer line hasn't broken and your house is not three feet deep in water, those kind of things. So you want to look at it from a maintenance standpoint, from a security standpoint. Uh, so there's a lot of things to take, take into consideration uh, but I, I like somebody having a vacation place if you like the place. Now, some people like to travel around to different places. And in that scenario, 
uh, you know, that, that second house may not be the best thing for you. Well, you mentioned travel. That's our next lifestyle. And it's, it's not uh, one that everybody chooses, but a lot of people decide, hey, I want to get an RV, load it up, and just travel the country, see places that are on my list to do, not really be kind of stuck in one area, just kind of go at my own pace. And then maybe eventually, maybe find a place that, you know, that I traveled to that I wouldn't actually settle down to. Um, how sustainable is that to be on the road that long and that kind of lifestyle? Well, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, my wife and I have talked <laughs> about that. We've known people that have, have done that uh, for, for a short period of time. I couldn't do it. I, I'll tell you a story from a, a client probably nine years ago. They were a very young couple. Um, he was retiring as uh, an air traffic controller. So he retired at like 48 years old. His wife was 44, no kids. What their plan was, was to buy an RV and then travel for four years. They basically wanted to live in every state for a month. And then after that, they would determine where they would live. And so what they did was they bought an RV. They parked it at their house for six months so they could learn the technology, make sure they could get everything, you know, everything was going. And then they did it and they, they set out and did a blog and to kind of keep their friends updated on where uh, where they were and kind of their experiences. So it was a, a really neat thing. I don't think that's probably for a lot of people. Now, I've got a lot of clients that own RVs and travel trailers and go and, and do it on a, a temporary basis. But for a long-term travel, that's not for me. But there's a lot of people that are doing it because you can see there's tons of TV shows on right now that feature people who are making that lifestyle change. So, hey, if that's you, jump in, but not, not really for me. Hey there, sorry to interrupt the show, but I wanted to take just a minute to tell you about a new book I've written called Diffuse, How to Protect Your IRA or 401k from the IRS Ticking Tax Time Bomb. It's a really easy read and it gives you specific strategies that you can implement right now to be better prepared for increasing taxes. Now, we all know taxes are very likely to increase in the future, and with all the recent stimulus packages, I believe that even more. So I'm making this book available to you, the listener of the show. So here's how you get it. Just text the word DEFUSE to 474747. Give us a good mailing address, and we'll send it right out. I'll even pick up the shipping cost. Again, just text the word DEFUSE to 474747 and get your copy today. Now back to the show. I think the one that's maybe more up your alley, uh, Lee, when I look at this list that we're going through, and, and this is probably for a lot of a lot of people, but it's the uh, the people that just want to kind of relax, right, in, in retirement. We, we call it the front porch lifestyle. Not necessarily literally sitting on the front porch in the swing, sipping sweet tea, maybe, maybe, maybe not, but just kind of relaxing, kind of staying put, just enjoying where you are. Um, I feel like that's, Maybe that's changing a little bit. More people don't want to do that. I know you do, but is is there some kind of maybe concern about becoming too stagnant potentially? Yeah, I think there's a healthy a healthy balance between not doing anything and having too much to do. Um, you know, certainly I think when people retire, they should take a breather, sit back, relax. And I always tell people, don't make any major decisions for a couple of months after you retire. Go ahead and knock out the honeydew list. But after that, you know, you really want to have something to to do to fill your time. It's probably not as popular now to just retire and sit at home all day. Uh, that's certainly not, not what I want to do. I, I do want to go out and do things and be active. But, you know, from a health standpoint, you certainly, you don't get healthier by sitting around and doing nothing. So I don't think that is as appealing to a lot of people because a lot of people just simply don't want to be bored and they want to, uh, 
uh, you know, they want to be active and want to be engaged and be around other people. So I, I think that's what people are sort of seeking in retirement is, is having, still having a social life because, you know, once you don't go to work every day, uh, that connection to people sometimes can be something that, that people really miss. And so you got to plug in and do things. So, yeah, I, I don't know that the front porch lifestyle uh, in retirement is going to be for a lot of people, but hey, it's, you know, different strokes for for different folks. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I know there's a lot of Georgia fans, a lot of Bulldogs in your area, Lee, for sure. And a lot of people decide, hey, you know, once I've retired, I, I want to move closer to that, that college town that I, I really uh, enjoy. You know, and there's a lot of SEC fans, obviously, in the area too, whether it be Athens or Gainesville or Tuscaloosa, wherever it is. Hey, I want to get there because I'll be closer to concerts, sporting events. You know, if I want to watch my football team play, a lot of these towns have really good hospitals as well. All those things come into play, but that college town lifestyle is for a lot of people. It really is. And and I've never really experienced that with any any clients of mine except for the last six months. And you're you're not going to hear this. And these two clients don't know each other, but both of these people have moved back to Auburn, Alabama. So as as a oh, man. as an Alabama fan, that probably <laughs> doesn't do doesn't sit well for you. But one of them is a graduate of Auburn, and they just like the town. And but they, you know, the the football is a big part of it. That whole community. So, you know, they've been living in Atlanta, you know, the last twenty five years or so. But they moved to Auburn, and they absolutely love it. The other person is a it's it's a single lady. That's been her dream. She's been living here in Macon but wanted to get back to Auburn, find a small place and, and to retire. And that's exactly what, what she's done. Now I would, I would guess she will never go to a football game. So I don't really know how much <laughs> that, that appeals to her, but I think she grew up there. And so it's just sort of like home, but right. yeah, a lot of people do that for, for the athletics and the atmosphere. So, you know, I, I you know, I'm a Georgia fan. I couldn't see myself living in Athens. Uh, I, I certainly as a, a 75-year-old person wouldn't want to be <laughs> um, in Athens on a game day trying to get to the grocery store. That might be a little bit uh, of a challenge. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a lot. It'd be pretty difficult. Um, well, you can't talk about lifestyles without talking about really the the cliche lifestyle for many people. And it's because it's a great place to live. And that's Florida. You know, so many people want to move down to Florida, whether it be for the water, the Disney parks, the villages, whatever it is. This seems to be a very popular destination for people. Yeah, it really is because I think, like you said, there's something for everybody. If you're you're a beach person, I think the Florida has some of the the greatest beaches uh, in the country. You know, I, I love the Gulf. If I'm going to go go to the beach, I want to go to the Gulf because I, I love the sand and the clear water. But there are people that are Disney folks and they want to live somewhere close to Orlando. That happens. And then there's all these retirement communities, these all inclusive places where pretty much you don't have to go anywhere. Everything you need is in in the you know in the communities. The villages is of course the one that that most people are familiar with. And and I do have some clients who just moved to Florida and they don't live in the villages, but they lived in one of those communities. Uh, and they've lived in Alaska for the last 10 years. And they said, oh, wow. man, <laughs> this is this is really awesome. Of course, the scenery is not as great as it was for them in Alaska because they would they would send us pictures of you know a a gigantic moose sitting in their, <laughs> you know, in their front yard. I mean, just, just crazy things. But they said, you know, the, I think they've been in their community now in Florida for about two months, three months, and they love it. And I told him when it first got there, man, you got to look for people playing, playing pickleball. And I had to explain <laughs> to him what that was. And now he is all in. He said, I don't know if I'm going to play golf anymore. He said, cause I love playing pickleball. Oh, wow. 
That's great. And it's perfect because it takes me to the next one. Um, just be an active lifestyle and whether that, you know, a lot of people choose golf. That's a, the sport, the kind of the sport of retirees in, in many senses. Um, but pickleball is also, as you've talked about, an up and comer for a lot of people right now. But either way, you know, staying active, number one, I guess, is very important for people. But the other thing is just kind of you got to keep in mind if this is kind of lifestyle you want to live, especially with golf, it might be a little more expensive than other types. Yeah. So golf is, of course, an expensive thing to do, you know, and always, you know, as as I've talked about pickleball, pickleball is not very expensive, even though my wife would probably argue otherwise because of the paddles that I've bought. (laughs) We're putting a pickleball court in at our river property and all those kind of things. But whatever the activity is for a lot of people, it's really more about the social component that comes with that. You know, there are people that that are, are members of a golf club that don't even play golf because they use it as as their their social outlet and and for both men and women uh, even though both may play golf or do do things like that it is a place where they can go and, and meet other people and hang out have dinners there, a lot of these places have great restaurants it's, it's just kind of kind of a, a neat little environment to be in but you certainly want to make sure that you take into consideration the cost the expenses that that come with living in a community like that if that's what you choose to do but in my experience most of the people that I know that live in those type of communities, have absolutely loved them. All right, one more lifestyle I want to kind of touch on before we conclude this conversation. And it's not really a lifestyle. It's more of kind of what you choose to do with your time, I guess. But that's following a passion. And, you know, I think everybody, you know, as they go through life, learn more about what they enjoy and what they don't. And, you know, our times is so consumed with family or with work or whatever it is. But now that you have this extra time in retirement for many people, it's about trying these things that you didn't have the opportunity to, maybe volunteering uh, is, is, is one of those things that people don't have as much time for, but whatever it is, just really following that passion and chasing that dream. Yeah, the, the whole, uh, whole volunteering thing is something that kind of comes to my mind as we talk about this, because that's what a lot of my clients have chosen to spend their time doing in retirement, because they, they really had that passion for whatever their their cause was, whether it's a church or a uh, some type of organization that they want to lend their time to really got, I, I don't know, there's there's probably nine or 12 clients that I can think of off the top of my head that that's what they spend their time doing. And they, they've taken up that cause and, and that's kind of who they've become, what they're, they're spending their time doing and their efforts and even a lot of their money going towards that. One thing I tell people, when when you retire, when your friends and people know that you're retired, you then get volunteered to do a lot of things. So you got to make sure you you learn the word no, uh, but if it is something that you're passionate about, jump in and spend what that time and and contribute towards something that's meaningful to you. And just know that not everybody has the same passions that you do, uh, but you know go in and do it because it's it's a great thing to do, and it certainly beats sitting at home doing nothing and just get out and do it. I'd encourage everybody to volunteer as much as they can. Well, whatever lifestyle you choose, you definitely want to sit down and have a plan in place for how you're going to fund that that retirement, uh, what kind of income you have, what kind of expenses you're going to have. All that plays into it, and you want to make sure you can enjoy that to the fullest, whatever you choose to do. And uh, Lee can always help you with that. So go ahead and schedule an appointment with him. You can do so at talkwithlee.com. That is the website. And uh, you can sit down and start planning these out because uh, he works with people that choose all different types of lifestyles. And no matter what you want to do, there's a plan in place that you can make sure you do that with confidence. Let's take one yep, question. Yep, Go ahead, Lee. Yeah. Hey, one more time before you do that final question. A lot of people, they they are concerned sometimes when they, 
the meet with a financial advisor is all we're going to talk about is money. Is that all we're going to talk about? The expenses and income and all that. That's not the case. We, we talk about everything being everything you and I have been talking about for the last 15, 20 minutes. That's what a lot of our conversation is going to center around is what's important to you. How does your retirement, you know, the ideal retirement look? And then, we're, then we build a plan around that so you can actually enjoy and, and thrive in retirement. So that's, that's what those calls and those meetings are about. So, you know, just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Definitely, for sure. Uh, wait, one, one question I want to take before we, we wrap it up, Lee. If you ever have a question, you can send it in to us. MyRetirementClarity.com is the website. This question comes in from Ellen in Macon. She says, we have the opportunity to refinance our house at a lower interest rate, but the problem is there would be a 15-year mortgage and we only have five years left to pay right now. We're 60 years old and the idea of still having a house payment until we're 75 seems like a bad idea. What do you think? All right. Good question, Ellen. I, I get very uh, similar questions from time to time. Yours, I'm going to kind of break down in two different ways, uh, two different areas. The first thing, based on what you've told me, I would not do this. I, I would not trade five years left to pay versus 15 years left to pay. It probably doesn't make sense. I don't know all the numbers and the specifics of it, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to extend it out 15 years just because of a lower rate, unless there's a gigantic uh, difference in the in the rate, and I can't imagine that it is. But on the flip side, you asked if you know having a mortgage to seventy five is a bad idea. Not always. It's, it's really not. Um, you know, I tell people it's not the end of the world that you have have a mortgage at later in life. It's all like it's a cash flow situation. So yeah, don't just kind of throw that idea out because you you know you see the age that you'll be and still having a house payment. If the cash flow allows for it, and it's not going to put a stress and strain on you financially in other other areas, it's okay. If you die with a mortgage, that's okay. Whoever inherits your property is going to sell it and there'll be a little bit of debt to pay off. So that'll be fine. But yeah, Ellen, if you have any, if you want to discuss it further, just just reach out to us and I'll be happy to walk you through it. Talkwithlee.com is the website to schedule that meeting for you, Ellen. And if you have a question for us, send it in to us, myretirementclarity.com. On the website as well, make sure you keep an eye out for the upcoming webinars Lee has coming up uh, for employees of GEICO, right, Lee, and then also taxes. That's it. That's it. Great uh, information for GEICO employees and for folks who are concerned about the potential of taxes increasing in the future, which we know they will. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you listening to this episode of My Retirement Clarity. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. We would appreciate that. You can do so on whatever podcasting app you listen on, and we'll have a new episode coming in a couple of weeks. Lee, thanks for the time. Enjoy talking to you. Thanks, Ben. Take care. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.